Hey, Star Wars fans and Rule the Galaxy fans, it is Joe in the pilot seat of episode 191 of the Rule the Galaxy podcast. We are, we're going to have some fun tonight, you know, hit a little bit of Star Wars, just a little bit of fandom, a little bit of fun. We've got some of our regular co-hosts. We've got a surprise guest co-host tonight. And uh, as always, you can follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter and Instagram, Follow us to just rule the galaxy on Facebook and YouTube. Um, we have a new link to a new site. We're not on Etsy anymore for our gear, but I will post on Twitter and possibly other social media outlets our new link for our merch, which Laura Burton's still creating it. She just switched off of Etsy and we actually have an actual site where we're selling things, but I don't know the name of the link yet. Uh, email us at rulethegalaxysw at gmail.com. Um, follow us on TikTok. D Doc, are you still doing TikTok? Tell me yeah, I have I have stuff lined up on it. I, okay. I actually have stuff lined up to edit. It's just a mat like I don't know. I, I started okay. off this new season on there, so yeah, still you follow us on there. Plenty of good right. content on it. Rule the Galaxy podcast on TikTok, and outside of that, chapter one ninety one. You heard the man's voice right there, the ginger, the 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 DIY guy himself, D Doc. How you doing, brother? Doing good, doing good. It's uh, if we're we're going to the Super Bowl, so I'm feeling very oh. good about it right now. It's it's the calm before the storm. Uh, I expected to be here, honestly, playing the 49ers. So here we are playing the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes' ankle looks kind of bummed, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what two weeks will give him, but uh, I don't know. I'm feeling feeling pretty confident going into this game i don't know i might witness my second super bowl in my life we'll see wow. i'll knock on i'll knock on wood right now i'll be yeah. devastated but you know i'm happy to be there you're living in the prime of your football life right here and uh the eagles have been the best team in the nfl all season long best record everything like that so good luck to you even coming from a steelers fan here good luck to your eagles and uh we'll see where that goes um our special guest tonight who is a guy who's been with us a lot and honestly he must be really good for our show because out of our top 10 shows of all time, he's in like three or four of them and he's only been in like five or six shows overall. So he must be good. Mr. Steve Glosson. How are you, Steve? So I've been in five or six shows, but I'm only in three or there are only three or four of the episodes I was in, in the top 10. I, I got to get better. <laughs> That's how I am. I got to get better. If, if I can't have all five or six in the top 10, what am I even doing? What you know, and it should go like this. It should be one, two, three, four, five, and six. You know, like that should be really how it is. Well, all, you know, all vying for that top spot. But I did <laughs> see that, and that was really neat. I'm, I'm honored, and 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 thank you for having me as always. Well, we love having you on here again to just backtrack. I mean, you were one of those guys that 
when I decided, when Joey and I decided to do this, it was because we listened to you, Rebel Force Radio, my Star Wars story, uh, Star Wars Report, and we were like, these guys are what we want to be in podcasts. We're not there yet. But we lo- we still love to have you on because you, you these were guys people- these guys are what we want to be in podcast and then there's Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, so I brought it up before the show, you know, geek out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you went through a little time there where you're like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack this. I'm gonna I'm gonna take take a little air out of this and maybe not do it all the time or do these big shows because I know you love doing the big honking shows. Yep. Um. Yep. So. You're back though. Every time I every time I check my podcast, there's a new there's a new one out. You guys have been really rolling over there, and and I've I've been enjoying them because, first of all, you tease Rifen on pretty much every show you you do now. Glosson um, won't leave me alone. I don't know what Glosson's problem is. Um, I love Glosson. I don't know why he gives me such a hard time. I love the guy. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's. That was a pretty good impression of him, by the way. Um, yeah, well, that's yeah. My wife and my wife and leans heavy into like Roth the dog from um, <laughs> from the Muppets. A little wow. bit of Roth, a little bit of Dexter Jetster from you know Attack of the Clones. I'm not going to be able to get that Roth thing out of my head now. I can see every time I hear him on a podcast, that's how I'm going to envision. Um, you've been you've been doing some great shows. Yeah. Thank not you. all Star Wars related. They've been not they've at been, all you know, just fandom related and fun story related. I, I mean, have you been enjoying that getting back in the swing of things? Well, yeah, I, you know, um, it, it th- a lot happened in my life in the past few years. When I'm when I moved uh, to where I am now in the world, um, I had a network of podcasts, you know, that I was actually trying to make a big go of it. And so mm-hmm. I had a part time job. And so I would come home and every night I was recording something, you know, there was it was, it was a cycle of recording, edit, recording, edit, you know, a live show every night, big honking show in the afternoon, all kinds of stuff going on. Um, and then slowly but surely things had to kind of fall away. Like I just could not devote time to everything. And then once I hit full-time job instead of part-time job, a lot of that changed. And I found that, you know, basically what I've done is had to get back down to the basics of what it all started to be, and also what I learned I really enjoyed doing. And the Big Honkin' Show is something that was on radio that was kind of a send-up in a lot of ways of news talk. It became mm-hmm. kind of a send-up of news talk, but also just me being goofy, having a good time, telling stories, playing music. And I knew I wanted to keep doing that, but I didn't know that I could maintain Big Honkin' Show and another podcast. And so I brought in the Big Honkin' Show, folded it into Geek Out Loud a little bit. I don't know if people are enjoying it or not. Um, we do everything we do live, but there's no video to it because of my fat face. I mean, look at me. I look like a hut that just walked out of a Gamorrean buffet. So, um, but you know, we, so, so yeah, but so now that you've brought it up and said something though, now to be like June before anything happens again with the show, you've mojoed me. You've mojoed me. Yeah, no, we, uh, so I'll probably do something on Super Bowl Sunday just because I like to dream big and, and put myself up against things that I have no business going up against. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, cause I don't, I follow neither the chiefs nor the Eagles. I really don't follow pro football at all. My football season ended uh, when the Georgia Bulldogs went back to back national champions uh, a few weeks ago. So that's when my football season ended. Understood. You're in that part of the country when, you know, the, the Southeastern part of the country, college football is Bigger than the NFL, you know, it I really mean, is. It, well, it, it, I mean, when, when all of your teams are better than your NFL teams in the area, I mean, it's easy. 
when when you've got Alabama, the Alabama Crimson Tide, that can take on just about any NFL team and hang in there, if not win against some of them. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, okay, we you know we we've got a pretty good thing going down here in the South. And then you then you look over in Atlanta, and it's like, well, there's the Falcons. Mm. You just keep flying, <laughs> keep flapping, dirty birds, keep flapping. But they've got a beautiful new stadium. Yeah. Well, you know what? You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still going to get out there and roll around the mud. <laughs> and they put a Chick-fil-A in it and they play on Sundays. The Chick-fil-A is never open inside of their stadium. Well, yeah. that's there for like other events and stuff. Yeah. Cause there's, there's always something happening at Mercedes-Benz stadium. That's true. Has to be to pay for it, right? <laughs> there you is. There is. I mean, whether it's concerts or sporting events, you know, it's always being used for something. So. Well, good. Well, we've got our we've got our sports talk out of the way, I guess. So that's good. We'll, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll cheer for we'll cheer for D Ducks, Eagles this weekend, and um, I guess I guess D Duck and I we really do need to meet up at an Eagles Steelers game. We should have yes. tried to plan that out in the past year or so, but you know what? We'll we'll see in the next few years if we can put that together. It'd probably be best to meet in Pittsburgh, so that way it's halfway between you and I. Yes. Yeah, and, and, I've I've driven to Pittsburgh multiple times, so yeah, I'm, I'll okay. be in on that. Good, good. I, I like that idea. And and uh, Steve, I'm always for good for going to Atlanta. So all you have to do is put out the invite. We can meet in Atlanta and go to something. I don't know, dude. Uh, come on down. I've got a couple of places I can take you, and and we can just look at uh, toys <laughs> and stuff. So. Well, you know what? Thank you for putting that segue together right there, Steve. Because oh, okay. Yeah, I think we all saw that uh, there were some new toys being released. Now, my son sent me a message and said, well, these are all nice, but we're not going to get them until 2025 or something like that, probably. <laughs> um, and that could be a possibility. I don't know. Um, but let, let's take a look real quick here and see. Um, first of all, the Biker Scout helmet. Mm -hmm. I have not been a collector of the helmets, and I know there's some people that are, but the Biker Scout, the Scout, trooper was always one of my favorite characters and when i was a kid in return of the jedi and those figures came out and you saw them on the death star when vader and the emperor were walking through that one caught my eye right away but what do you guys think about that new helmet there does it look good to you steve do you collect anything like that d-duck i know does the lego versions of those things um i i don't do the helmets so much um I, my friend Lucas does he'll he'll snag a helmet here and there it, it is interesting i like the way it flips up you know, that's, that's mm -hmm. one of the things, and I don't know if that was ever intended to be something, you know, in, in the, in the return of the Jedi, but it, you know, but I like the look of it when it flips up like that. And, um, but no, that's nothing I ever have on my shelf. I don't have room for something like that. Yeah. And my yeah, head's too big. My head's <laughs> too big for those things. Mine as well. I get it. Um, D doc, are you, would you pinch? <clears throat> I see, I know you got the Mando helmet behind you. Yeah. But you, have you really do the Lego. You do. Oh yeah, and you've got uh, first order Captain Cardinal, whoever yeah, the hell he yeah. is. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought it looked cool. Um, but you do more of the Lego helmets, right? I mean, you've been enjoying those. Yeah, but I like. Here's the thing: I would buy all these Hasbro helmets because they make them so well. Like this Mando helmet is so well made. The inside of it, there's so much detail in it. Especially like you see the amount of detail on these and how just real they look they look like the the props from the movies honestly in the shows and you think well you know i could buy a <clears throat> black series figure for 30 dollars, or i could buy you know <laughs> something that looks like looks like a screen used helmet for a hundred dollars or 110 it's like to me it's a lot easier pill to swallow to buy one of these 
that scout trooper helmet looks freaking awesome like that is like number one because like (laughs) i've written on my uh, notes here i'm in a collecting crisis now because i'm like i'm to the point now where it's like i'm few and far between i have legos that i've yet to build i have figures that i don't even have up on the shelf because i don't have room now like i'm kind of like in a weird mode right now but that scout trooper helmet is up there on the list oh yeah and the lego helmet series so those are those are like my number one things right now the next one on the list was the black series darth vader which is from the revenge of the jedi um and it's only it's an exclusive only at celebration europe so obviously none of the three of us will have it uh, but it, it seems kind of weird painted up red a lot they could, of red they on could there. have that thing they could have that thing swinging on the pegs at the dollar store and i wouldn't buy it <laughs> i i mean this is this is okay did you guys watch the live stream i happened to no. i didn't know they were doing one but i happened to tune in it, i happened to stumble into it uh wednesday morning and and was able to watch it and first of all when the 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 the, the brand manager of the star wars brand says this is the Revenge of the Jedi poster. This is what it said until they corrected it and changed it to Return of the Jedi. And, and I'm like, you, 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 what do you mean corrected? No, it was <laughs> going to be Revenge of the Jedi. And then George was like, I don't think Jedi would take revenge. It'll be returned. And they changed, <laughs> they changed the title. And so Revenge of the Jedi is, it was the first, for lack of a better word, working title, but it got out yep. onto an actual poster. Yep, I got it right and, behind me. And this is a, this is an iconic poster. It is. It was artwork that was used even with Return of the Jedi written on it instead of Revenge. And she's like, this is an homage to Vader's look. It's not Vader's look. That's just an artistic representation of Darth Vader. And so to make a figure that looks like some kid colored on him with your with their crayons, you know, <laughs> this, this Darth Vader looks like a child got a hold of it and ruined it. It was playing with mommy's nail polish and Ooh. ruined Darth Vader. That's what it looks like. And I'm just like, this is garbage. This is trash. And I'm going to say something. I don't look, I didn't mean to get this fired up this quick. I don't mean to be all, I don't mean to be all negative about things, but shame on collectors for chasing carbonite uh, Uh, figures for carbon or whatever they call carbonized, not carbonite, carbonated. I almost said for chasing those fizzy figures, shame on collectors for getting sucked into something like this and saying, because it's a convention exclusive, I've got to have it because, you know, it just, if my collection won't be complete without it, shame on completists for being that way and, and, and just feeding the monster that puts this kind of junk out there. I'll say this, and I know this is very unpopular, but down the line, they also uh, announced the retro collection uh, Mandalorian prototype that it like the Crayola, the, the rainbow Crayola. Yes. The rainbow Crayola Mandalorian. And they've got, we've got six variations of this because there are going to be people who are literally chasing down awesome. all six color variations of this thing. And it's like, shame on you for getting sucked into something like that. You know, like it is just absolutely it's garbage. I, there it is. I said it now. I'm glad this is a convention exclusive because I don't want to have to, they've done convention exclusives in the past that I missed out on that. My collection did feel incomplete because I didn't have it. And, um, and this is something I would, just pass on regardless I, I i'm sorry i didn't mean to get so passionate no, about it. i barely is... even collect anymore but i was just watching this i'm like are you really bragging did someone really say this is the best idea we've ever had because it's not a good one it, it is not I, I agree with you on that one and and i'm 
there are certain characters I collect and I've really pulled back the reins on what I'm, what I'm buying and collecting. But, but that one, even if it wasn't a, a um, exclusive, it's not something I would go and try to find. You're right. I think if it was, if it was uh, going out to everybody, it'd be sitting on Ollie's, Ollie's racks or uh, yeah. the discount. It may racks. still yet be, you never know. <laughs> um, next was the black series, Kiati Mundi. Now, I don't know if there's been a six inch of Kiati Mundi made yet. I'm not really overly concerned about that. He's not one of my favorite characters. I would have rather seen a Quinlan boss or uh, something like that. But I guess there's people who collect all the Jedi and they've got lightsabers. Uh, do either one of you guys have any desire for the black series Kiati Mundi? If, if I were still collecting like I was, he'd be definitely on my get list because I like, I love the sculpt. I love the head sculpt on him. Um, it's, it, you know, it's all, it, it's all plastic and it's, and it's soft PVC. So you can get some, uh, articulation around like the different skirts and that sort of thing. I do wish he came with like a, a soft goods robe that you could put on and take off of him, you know, for kind of like a sure. Jedi council scene. But uh, to me, uh, any Jedi is a good Jedi to have in your lineup when it comes to collecting. D-Doc. As long as it doesn't look like a kid got a hold of it with some lipstick. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's definitely a nice looking figure. I mean, I do wish the robe was cloth. I feel like they're just getting away from cloth on on just certain figures now. I just feel like they cut corners on that kind of stuff. Um, you know, also the Vader too. Like, I, I honestly, this stuff hasn't shown up on my Twitter feed. My Twitter feed is very weird right now. It hardly shows anything I want to see on it lately ever since I've updated it. I haven't even seen the tweets from my rule of the galaxy thing until I looked at it tonight. Wow. But, um, yeah, that Vader, I don't know. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to, they're going to put <laughs> that price at $34 just because they've done some red dry brushing on mm -hmm. pretty much the same figure from the Kenobi series that I still see on the shelves. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know some of these, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, they're, they're missing me with some of these figures, but as I said, I'm a little few, few and far between with some of them right now. Um, the next one I see on here is the black series rebel trooper from indoor, uh, got a little white beard going on here. I actually, you've got two different face plates. You've got one that's a smooth shade yeah. and you've got, and then you've got Rex basically. Ah, there we go. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. I see the two different face plates. Um, I, I've always liked this character. I don't know if it was growing up and being return of the Jedi was a really big thing for me. I liked the speeder, you know, the biker scouts. I liked the rebel troopers. Um, so if I was in the market, he's probably one I would get. I just like that look, but it wouldn't be something I'd be rushing to the store to get, but I, I, I do like this character. It looks like a good, like it's put together pretty well. You guys have any thoughts on the the, the rebel trooper? The only problem with this is, is it's a 40th anniversary of return of the Jedi kind of promotion mm -hmm. thing. So they've got it on the vintage style card back and all. And that always jacks the price up for whatever reason um, with, with these things. I, uh, it, he's an army builder, you know, Yeah. You only, and when I was looking at the pictures of him and everything, the only thing I had an issue with, and this just comes from like being a nitpicky toy collector who has dabbled in a little bit of toy photography with his iPhone here and there is when you bend him at the knee, the paint breaks so badly, like uh, the camouflage really goes away. So standing up, he looks great, I see you know, in, in a standing pose. But but if you get him in that kneeling pose, the, the paint breaks a little too much on, uh, from the camouflage. But 
like a the white face, knee underneath it yeah 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 the face is amazing on both yeah. of them it's two great face plates um again i'm not really collecting black series these days but this this is one of those i'm like oh i wish i was you know what i mean like <laughs> that this is one that could draw me this this is one that if i were able to be drawn back in and i'm just not right now yeah this would this would draw me in for sure d doc yeah yeah, I like the concept of the faceplate swapping. That's like some Hot Toys concept there. Honestly, I haven't seen it with Black Series yet. I'm, I, I'm, maybe they have done it. I, I just haven't seen that yet. I think it's a pretty good idea. It's a nice looking figure. I'm looking at it right now. So, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and you're mean, right, Steve. He is he is in the bubble still. He's not in the all all boxed version. Right, there. right. So. Well, they 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 do these for some of the, they've done these for all the different anniversaries. Mm-hmm. Um, They've had like an anniversary line that is on the vintage style card back. And, uh, and so this is for the return of the Jedi. They did it for the 40th of star Wars the empire. And now Jedi. Yep. Got some of those. There's some nice looking characters in those taking the three and three quarters, bulking them out to the, the black series. They do mm-hmm. look good yeah. when they do those. Um, the first one that I'm seeing that's in the nice box artwork uh, with no plastic on it is the black series phase two clone commander, Jesse. Um, I, I like the clones. I like troopers. I like clones, but I think, you know, Alfie would say, I mean, and this is a good looking character. Um, but man, how many, they can just keep making these and people would buy them up wouldn't they, I mean, like the clones, as long as you keep making the clones, just make a slight variation, the Jesse's versus the Rex, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the echoes versus the fives. I mean, as long as it's a five Oh first and things like that, uh, again, it's a good looking Good looking character. Well, I, I like that the helmet comes off, the tattoo on the head, everything well, like he's, that. He's got the arc trooper kibble going on, you know, all yep. over him. So he's got the pauldrons and the and the skirt and and that sort of thing happening. Um, it is the the phase two clone, which is the the Revenge of the Sith style helmet and everything. But this is meant to be inspired by the Clone Wars. They were saying that it's the 20th anniversary of the Clone Wars uh, as well. Which really, the truth of the matter is, is it's the 20th anniversary of the Gandhi Tartakovsky clone wars uh-huh. um because the clone wars as we understand like the, the you know the the clone war series the dave filoni clone wars was after revenge of the sith so that was like 2006 or 7 wasn't it when it started so we're not quite to that 20th anniversary yet but it was 2003 yep uh leading into the revenge of the sith um or, or around the time of the revenge of the sith when they did the short uh the, the clone wars micro series Dedoc, we it is a good it's a good looking character in my opinion. I, I think it's hard to miss on a on a clone trooper, uh, especially all the all the uh, you know extras they put on them. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, when it comes to Lego collecting too, with clone troopers, it's like people are out of control with <laughs> with clone trooper collecting. Like guys have just have armies. Like people yeah. just buy them up. Like I could probably sell my clone troopers that I have on my shelf for uh, who knows how much. People just want to build clone armies. So you know, if people are into that for collecting these figures, they'll sell. The one thing that I'm seeing here looks like uh, is this is this Jesse a Walmart? A Walmart owner? Yeah, I, I think he's a Walmart exclusive. Um, it, it, they're going to do, Walmart does mm. twice a year this collector con thing where they do like two days that are focused on like toy collectors and that sort of thing. And so this is going to be a Walmart exclusive as part of that. So you'll have to be quick on that pre-order trigger finger kind of thing. 
Speaking of being quick on the trigger finger, Star Wars Vintage Collection. You were talking about army building there. Um, you've got the Vintage Collection Phase Two Clone Troopers. Uh, is that yellow or orange on the on the outfits? Or it's, the... it's an orangey yellow. Yeah, okay. But it's well, that yellow color. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these are exclusively going to be at Hasbro Pulse and Shop Disney. So, um, you better be quick on the trigger to get those as well, I'm guessing, but they, they look nice. I mean, again, it's hard to miss on a clone. They just, yeah. they look good and, uh, the colors are great. Well, they're vintage collection. So they're three and three quarter inch. Yep. Um, they are, there's four, it's a four pack and people, again, the army building thing is huge. And especially with this phase two kind of helmet, um, you know, we've had a lot of the episode two style with the T visor and everything that is more reminiscent of a Mandalorian helmet, tons of stormtroopers. you know, but now to get that phase two kind of armor that leads into what we think of as the classic stormtrooper is kind of a big deal. And I, I feel like what we're doing is we're leaning toward, what is it in two years, it'll be the 20th anniversary of Revenge of the Sith. So 2005 yeah. is when that came out. So Jeez. Yeah, so we're leaning, we're leaning, they're they're leaning toward that. I feel like getting ready for some Revenge of the Sith anniversary stuff. Next one, uh, D Docker talking about faceplates and things like that. This is a helmet one. This is that I'm seeing the vintage collection Darth Vader Death Star 2, where Luke takes the mask off of Vader. I haven't looked too deep into it yet, but guys, this will look more like um Hayden Christensen, or does it look more like uh, I'm blanking his name? Um, Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. Um, can you guys take a look? I mean, one, it's a cloth cape. It looks like. <laughs> well, yeah, they've got the Sebastian Shaw picture from Jedi, from Return of the Jedi there, um, but the the head actually feels a little more what mm -hmm. I saw on the live stream, a little more Haydenish. I agree. Um, but this is uh, the, the 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 thing that they were really bragging about on this is this is one of the most snugly fitting of these three-piece helmets that they've done before. Because traditionally, they would initially mold these things in wax and cast them off of a wax mold, but they could never get to fit together well. But when you're 3D printing these molds now, or these sculpting, you know, when you're sculpting them in 3D printing, you're able to get a tighter fit. And so the helmet, when they had the helmet on, it looked like your typical Vader. It didn't look like because I have some where the helmet just kind of stands, it pops up off the head mm -hmm. a little bit. And this one really seemed to fit snugly down without any issues with, with the, with the model they were actually showing in hand. So this is, this is, yeah. Three and three quarter right here. I, I, I think that's a good looking character actually yeah. looking at it. it he's got the battle damage hand that comes off. Um, he's got the, the, the lightsaber and a hilt. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, and like I say, the the removable helmet. I always loved the removable helmet in Star Wars figures. Me too. Now I'm looking at these pictures too. Did did they usually pose these with the capes in the position that they are in, like where it's action sequence, or do you think they might actually be starting to put wire in some of these capes? Um, like, do you think they'll ever do that? Because mm. like that's like, you know, I was I was noticing that on some of the promotional pictures as well, D Doc, and I don't know that this is a wired cape i think you just had a um i think what you've got here is some clever use of some stands or some sticky stuff and then photoshop later on on, on the yeah. back end that's why i was like i'm like these positions i'm like how the hell do they do that for the photo like like you said though they probably did like stick it on a back wall or something like yeah. that for it and then and then photoshop it out i mean it does look 
it does look like a nice figure i'll say yeah with the helmet coming off it looks it looks definitely sweet and there are so many people and i know like you d don cal you like to have the anakin skywalkers from when he was young to the changeover to as he got older and darker to him becoming vader i mean it's a, it's a good mix. You can actually start now with little Anakin Skywalker from Phantom Menace and go all the way up to the Kenobi one where his helmet's cut, you know, in different parts and yep. all, all that kind of stuff. So this is just another variation there. Just like we talked about army building, there are people that want every variation, heck, even a, as you're showing now, a Lego version <laughs> yep. of, of Vader. So that's molded great too i mean they they have like his lower chin piece that stays on it and that slides on so oh, that's, that's an cool. impressive uh yeah. that's an impressive job by lego too on that one and for people who are listening if you're bored of us talking about toys just too bad because <laughs> we're gonna have fun talking about toys um next on the list is vintage han solo uh three and three quarter um it, it's you know the, the the molder or you know the the pose are showing is him you know doing the Hey, you know, kind of on indoor where, you know, uh, he's like, Hey, it's me, you know, um, this is, well, this is your indoor Han without the trench coat. And, and this is from the bunker, you know, Mm -hmm. attack and that sort of thing. The, the selling point on this, and and this is really not a great image of it that, uh, that I'm looking at here, but there's, there are other promotional images. You can chase them down. I should, I should probably be sharing my screen with you so we could just have these pictures rolling up. But um, the, the selling point on this is the is the 3D <laughs> face technology. It looks like Harrison Ford. There are angles where it's like, it looks like Harrison Ford, um, in uh, in in plastic form. It really is a great looking uh, figure uh, of him. And so, and I do like him having the pose of the you know, hey, <laughs> what's going on? You know, when he when he when he runs out and. Um, it's supposed he gives them when the Ewoks all show up, basically. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I mean, look, Joey is a big, Joey is a collector. Out of all the things Joey collects is um, the Solo family tree, right? So anything from Han to Leia to mm. to Ben Solo, he collects that whole group right there. So he's got all kinds of versions of each one of those and Kylo Ren. Um, he's still wishing that Hasbro would release a Ben Solo at the end of Rise of Skywalker, but that's another story for another time. Um, the the Weekway, the Vintage Collection Weekway. Again, we're going back to Return of the Jedi anniversary stuff. Any interest? I mean, you'd have to be really somebody who's got a sail barge and you want to really or, fill that or out. Really, for a Weekway, you just need a skiff. I've been a trying skiff, to share my yes. screen, but it says the host disabled participant hold, screen hold sharing. Hold on, here. I'll let you. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to just trying to help no you're you're doing fine let me uh I've so the weak way this is a re-release of a of a vintage uh collection figure they did and i thought i had him on my wall but i do not and so anything that's original trilogy a lot of times i'll i'm very tempted to pick up and uh and, and try to try to snag because uh this is very much the original card for a week way. Like it, it looks like the original card back and everything. While you're, uh, you know what? I'm sitting here and I'm trying to allow you to share and it's not letting me do that anywhere. Well, that's all right. Well, but I, you know, I wouldn't add a, add a little class to the joint here. I understand. Uh, Steve. It's fine. It's uh, fine. We're almost finished. We're almost through. So for all you bored listening to this, too bad. Go look at the pictures. We'll, we'll go from there. Uh, 
again, going back to the vintage collection, Captain Hauser. This is uh, Captain Hauser. It's a good-looking character. Uh, this is one from what were we just on? Um, clone was that uh, the Bad, Bad Batch? They're saying this yeah. is Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah, Bad Batch season one, Captain Hauser. Uh, this is one where uh, Cham Sindula and Hera were all involved. Good-looking character, like him. Uh, we'll zip through this, and I'll let you guys make comments. Next vintage collection is a Phase Two Clone Trooper. This is one of those ones that's just plain. A couple rifles with him, uh, pistol, everything like that. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of dug that there was an Admiral Piet vintage yeah, collection. Yeah. Has there been a three and three quarter? I can't remember. Was there? There wasn't originally way back when an Admiral. No, Piet. no, no, no. There was a. All you had back in the day was an Imperial officer, and he was all in black. He was in. He was in the black. There you go. Yeah. Um, I, in in the in more recent collector days, there has been an Admiral Pitt, but I, I think that this there's something about the deco on him, um, here as far as like his little thing up on the on his chest goes that they're saying this is more screen accurate and that sort of thing. Uh, Admiral Pitt had back in the Power of the Force days a uh, figure. Okay. Um, yeah, back in '98. So, um. He was Captain Piet then, but um, Admiral Piet. Admiral, yeah. So, All right. Yeah. Um, I'll finish up strong. I'll let you guys talk about these two. The retro collection Mandalorian prototype. We discussed it already. This looks like Crayolas put together or highlighters stuck together. I've never been a collector of these. I know Alfie collects the Fett uh, version of this, and I know there was a Wookiee and a and a Stormtrooper. Uh, I, if they if if it makes some people happy, it flicks their back, whatever, that's fine. Um, oh, there we go. D Doc Scott, what do you have? Boba Fett? Yeah, this was uh it wasn't even something I planned on getting. I found it on a clearance shelf at Target for like four dollars one yeah. day. And nice. I knew that people were as um Steve was saying earlier, people try to get all of the color variations of it or whatever. And I just saw it. I'm like, this is an awesome looking box. I'm going to get it. I don't care about collecting all the other stuff. <laughs> I do like, I do like the card. I really do. I like the the old school kind of pop art look to the mm -hmm. to the to the artwork on the card. So yeah. Well, the last well. the last one that I want to hit on, then we'll break away from toy talk because I'm sure right now Brent Dykeman is throwing stuff at his phone or throwing his phone. Um, is the vintage collection Star Killer mm -hmm. and I haven't looked back to see if if Star Killer was was uh, if there's an anniversary coming up, if there's anything like that. I, I don't know when the game came out, when the book, all that kind of stuff. If this is cause for that, or if Star Killer could be wrapped back in. I you know we've always seen like little hints here or there. We've got the we've got Vader out there now. We've got uh, tag on it the Inquisitors out there now. You know. Palpatine's out there looking for, you know, acolytes and things like that. Could Starkiller show back up? I don't know. So, I, I don't think, know. But I think this is just Hasbro re-releasing a figure um, that they've done uh, previously and now goes on the secondary market for, um, you know, 70 and 80 bucks here and there. Um, and, then, and then there are, of course, people asking much more uh, than that. Um, when when they go to do their ebay auctions for them that sort of thing uh i'm looking at a loose one that sold for 50 bucks uh today 
Uh, here's one that was on a card, um, unpunched for sold for $220, you know? So Man. this is, this is a re-release of, okay. of, a, of a popular carded character that, that they haven't had in a few years. I don't know that this signals any type of, um, cause Hasbro honestly doesn't Lucasfilm doesn't keep them in the loop enough for them. I, I'm being, I'm being serious. <laughs> You're like probably right. not in the loop enough to, to, to know that we're, they're about to do something with star killer or not. Um, it's just a popular gaming figure. And I think they just wanted to have something to round out their reveals, um, and, and have a, have a gaming figure there. Okay. D-Doc, any yeah. thoughts on Starkiller? Yeah, if if that's the case, I mean, it kind of makes sense because I thought the face mold on it looked really bad, honestly. Like, mm -hmm. when I first saw it, I was like, damn, I'm like, they can really knock some stuff out with these vintage collection face molds now where they're really accurate, where you're like, oh, my God. Like, you know, for Black Series, I was shocked. Now, now for vintage, they're really, they look amazing. So I was like, that just does not look like him at all. It's uh, Sam Whitworth. Like, it, yeah. it just yeah. it just doesn't. I, I, it just looks like a very generic face on it to me and and maybe they're just maybe they just remade an old mold of um what they had originally and it's like a nostalgia piece this is yeah this is all it is it's just a, it's a re-release of what they did several years ago um and it is the same face mold and everything and and that's unfortunate because you would you'd like to see him actually make it look a little more sam Witwerish. um but again they're trying i guess you know it's, it's saving money What's interesting to me is, is there's, there were no pre-orders listed and none of these will go up for pre-order. Um, most of these things are, they're just going to show up on shelves. They're, they're saying wow. look on shelves and, and on Hasbro Pulse. So it's kind of like um, they want you to keep checking back and all the retailers and everything. And so it ends up being kind of a free for all when it comes to the, to the release dates. I don't, I don't know why the Star Wars team is doing things that way. Um, I don't know if they're worried about delays or, or one of the things that's happened on the Marvel Legends side of things is they'll say, well, this is coming out on such and such a month, you know, this year, and then it'll be two months early. And so people who have pre-ordered planning on spending that money mm -hmm. down the road end up getting charged a lot earlier than what they had intended. And so I don't know, I don't know if they're trying to avoid that kind of stuff or what, but Hasbro's got a lot of weird things going on with them right now. That's, you know, kind of, kind of funky to see what's going on. I, I've heard some rumors of like quality control issues on their sky striker that just went out from the as lab, um, for on the GI Joe, uh, deal. Um, I know there've been people who've been a little bit disappointed with some of the classified GI Joe classified stuff. Collectors are, you know, adult collectors are pretty hard to deal with, you know, but they're also pretty discerning mm -hmm. and, and pretty clear about what they want to have, you know, and, and and it's just, it's a weird, it's a whole, it's a weird business in a lot of ways because they're so secretive about so many things. And you have someone like Scott Knightley who comes along and says, well, this is how the business runs. And you have people getting mad at him for telling you how the business runs. Right. And then he feels like he's got to go and defend himself for saying, well, this is how the business runs, <laughs> but they're wanting him to decry those business practices. And everyone has all these ideas for how to make it better. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a corporation that's making money. They deny that the, the adult market is a big deal, but they really go a long way to, to, to go after the adult market, all the live streams and stuff they do. They're not doing those for kids at 11 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> in the morning. No, no. Um, yeah. Well, the only thing I have on pre-order right now, I have one Star Wars item still yet to come my way, and that is the uh, six-inch Black Series Mara Jade. 
Um, mm. I, I've always wanted that figure to come out when I saw it. Couldn't resist. It, it kind of complete my kind mm. of uh, heir to the empire kind of session mm. of, of characters. Yeah. And it's just a character that always stood out to me. That that uh, Those books meant a lot to me. And uh, and so she was a character I always wanted to have. So I'm excited about that. But do either one of you guys have any purchases coming up that you're looking forward to, whether it's Star Wars or something else? I've thought about pulling the trigger on the they uh, a, a pre-order for the Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary Paplu, which is one of the Ewoks. Um, I haven't done it yet, but th that's about the only thing that I'll end up buying these days are Ewoks. Um, I've just had to really put the pause button on a lot of my collecting stuff. Me too. Prices have gone up too much, and and I've just got other expenses that have to be paid right now. So, um, I let me if I could, I will. I do want to plug somebody that has nothing to do with me. He doesn't even know who I am. Yeah. But in a world where we've had a lot of these toy companies or toy distributors or toy sellers kind of go under, like or a big one was Dorkside. You know, yeah. It, you know that was a big hit in the collecting community, and it really weird the way it went. Uh, nerdzoic.com. He, he has a YouTube channel, but he became, he got into the, he dipped his toe into selling toys and stuff. And he does a really good job. He's very transparent about how he does business and what it takes for him to do business. Um, when you pre-order with him, you you're charged immediately rather than down the road. Um, so once you've paid, you've paid and, uh, and, and hmm. you don't have, so, so you don't have surprises down the way. And it also helps you be a smarter shopper when you do that, because you're actually seeing the money go out of the wallet in the immediacy of it. He carries all the Black Series, all the Marvel Legends, um, nice. Transformers and stuff, G.I. Joe. And uh, and he's and he's, you know, he's fairly priced. He's not he's not going to be Walmart clearance shelf prices at all, but he's also very good at packaging and taking care of how he sends things. So. I've started to do more and more business with him whenever I buy. So that's nerdzoic.com. Okay. And, uh, and I would just, I commend him to collectors, especially of six inch stuff. He's really, really sharp with handling that stuff. D-Doc, you, you are kind of like Steve and I, you're getting a little bit more selective in your, yeah. in your collecting. Yeah. I'd almost, I just call myself a, a clearance black series shopper. Now that's what I search for. I mean, I just got that, um, Lando from uh return of the Jedi, which I got that for, I, I forget what it was. I think it was $7 or $11. So it's like there, some of these You're uh, talking about it, peg warmer Lang peg, peg peg warmer Lando? It was, um, I, I don't know what it's technically called. It's when he's wearing the disguise in Jabba's uh, yeah, palace. Gift yeah. Guard. Yeah. yeah. Gift card disguise. Yeah. Gift card. Yep. Uh, and it's an awesome figure. I'm like the box was screwed up. I'm like, hell, I'll buy this for $7. <laughs> I'm just like looking for a value at this point. I mean, sure. one, yeah. one thing I'll say is like, like looking through all these figures, the price point on all the vintage collection is $16.99. Now. Oh, yeah. Like when I started collecting these, I, yeah. I didn't get into the figures till maybe two years ago. Like, sorry, if that. And it's like <laughs> they were $11 when I got into it. Yeah. I was going to say, I remember when I paid $11, I'm like, gosh, this is too much for an action yeah. figure. Yeah. yeah. Now they're $16.99 and Black Series are going for $30. And it's like, it's so funny, like in the progress of my collecting these figures, how I've seen barren shelves to now them just being full of figures where I'm at, because I just don't think people are willing to pay $30 for them. No. And it's especially, especially when they're in these crappy cardboard boxes, like mm -hmm. the Marvel legends figures, I've seen them loaded when they're, when it's the, it's not the see-through the clear plastic anymore. Like a lot yeah. of the black Panther figures, 
I've seen them open on the shelves. I've seen them in the clearance aisle and people still don't buy them. Like just because I think it's the box art that is killing them. Like uh, I don't understand how these guys are like shooting themselves in the foot with this. No one likes it. Yeah. There are a couple of things that are going on with that one. You've, you've kind of messed up the mint on card and mint in box collector. Because people like to display these mm-hmm. things where you can see them still in the box in that window packaging is, is conducive to that. The other thing is there's some collectors that are getting burned. They go to Walmart, they go to Target, and they buy a Marvel Legends pa- you know, plastic-free package, and they open it up, and there's some rando wrestling figure in there um, where someone has carefully gone and taken out the Build-A-Figure part or taken out the action figure and swapped it for something else. So I've actually seen some guys who little who genuinely take scales with them to to the store, and they know down to like a tenth or uh, of an ounce how much these things are supposed to weigh, and they'll weigh them to make sure that's what's uh, in the box. And that's not fun, you know. That's no. not fun at all. And and so I I just don't I understand what Hasbro is trying to do, you know. But at the same time, you've got to you can't go full one way, you know, like you have to have some happy medium to what you're doing. And, and they just, they went too far in one direction with it. But then also, are you telling me then that these boxes are more expensive, you know, to the, I understand there's inflation, (laughs) I understand there's inflation, everything, but are you telling me that a cardboard box that has stuff printed on it, no plastic in these packages at all. Are you telling me that's more expensive in a plastic window, plastic clamshell that's holding the figure in there. Um, I, I don't buy that. I just don't buy it at all. And, um, and so I, I feel like on one hand, inflation's a real thing and that has caused things to go up. I always, you know, that's just a fact of life that we have to accept. But I also feel like there's been some monkeying with prices here and there. Uh, why is a like like there was a there was an action figure that they that came out of marvel legends that came out and i i've hijacked the show and i apologize and i'm not even being entertaining that's the problem like right now I'm you're not just ranting even, steve i'm just ranting i'm not even being entertaining <laughs> this is entertaining to me <laughs> i love it <laughs> but but there was a figure it was a it was a marvel legends it was star lord the comic book version of star lord not mm-hmm. the chris pratt he's a walmart exclusive and it was like 38 bucks and there was nothing really extra about him. He's just a standard Marvel Legends figure. And I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And as a collector, I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. You know, you can't, you, you can't get me a, an animated series lizard at a, at a decent price because it's selling out the minute it, it's up for sale. <laughs> but here you put this guy at almost $40 with nothing real special about him. Right. And, and you expect me to buy that? No, I'm not. And so I think, they, I think they're finding the limit that the market will bear. Yeah. But I think they've done it in a very poor way. And, um, you know, and so now I just, now what I like to do is I go to Walmart and I stand down at the end of the aisle and kind of hide. And I'm like, behold, the collector perusing the aisles, hoping for that precious find. What is this? Uh, A Funko Pop. Oh, gosh. No bobblehead for you today. So. <laughs> you did see my tweet before the show. I did not. No, okay. I, I actually had Attenborough as the tweet. Which, oh, okay. I said, surprise guest tonight. And it was him. 
<laughs> my wife's been putting on the planet earth show on our tv like oh, or whatever shoot. on netflix and she's just like there's some about this guy's voice <laughs> it's just so great i'm like yep I, I know all about his voice don't worry <laughs> <laughs> you you don't give yourself enough credit for that, Steve, by the way. I've talked to other people about it who I've had on the show, and they all like it. And I I still think you should make it more of a running bit on, on Geek Out Loud. Because <laughs> I always forget on Geek Out Loud. Like you, I, it it kind of has its home here. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, hey, well, exclusive. Exclusive. Uh, that's right. This is a rule. Hasbro Galaxy Pulse exclusive. exclusive. Um, well, well, welcome and thank you everyone for joining Toy Talk on Rule of the Galaxy. You know what? We'll, for all you non-toy collectors, we'll jump into some other things here. And, and maybe this will get Steve where he feels like he's entertaining instead of ranting. But Steve, uh, we've talked about it on the show a few times, and, and I like to get feedback from others. Um, the, since we've talked, the Mandalorian Season 3 trailer released, uh, DDoc's talked about it, I've talked about it. Uh, we've we've all kind of said the the Mandalorian in Star Wars since and I, and I just talked to Mark Newbold about it. The Mandalorian in Star Wars right now is the great unifier, yeah. um, and and we you know we're we're pumped about the next season because of where it could go and what it's going to bring. And I don't think the the uh, sizzle reel or the the you know the trailer gave away anything. It just gave you little splashes. But what did you have any thoughts when you first saw it of, of things that brought to your mind or you were excited about for this show? I you know, I'm I'm really I've I've been surprised um, that people are kind of con there's there's a lot of debate about what's happening in the outer rim. Um, mm -hmm. You know th that that there was some talk in an earlier season about you know all that was going on in in the outer rim. There's something strange happening. He was telling Cara Dune, not not he, I mm -hmm. forget what the guy's name was, but the rebel pilot guy was yeah. like telling Cara Dune, there's some strange things happening in the outer rim. We could really use you out there. And then on this particular trailer that they, that actually the version that's on Disney plus, you see yes. a star destroyer under construction, that sort of thing. Um, I just assumed the minute he told her that, that we were talking about the first order, uh, kind of organizing power in the outer rim. I, that's honestly kind of my, that was my assumption of, of things. Agreed. With what's happening on Exegol and, and all this other stuff. Um, but then there are people who are like, I bet it's Thrawn. I bet it's Thrawn. I'm like, I hate for people to be disappointed. I don't think it's Thrawn. <laughs> um, I, I, I really, I think it, I think, unfortunately, unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, you know, we have a story that we're building towards it. This, this series this. of narratives takes place between return of the Jedi and the time of the force awakens. And so what they're having to build toward is that sequel trilogy. Are there stops along the way? Could it be something different with Thrawn, you know, that's leading that's sure. Why not? But somewhere right now what's happening you know in the galaxy is you know baby ben is on the way if not already here you know um and and mm -hmm. you know luke is is not just i know we saw luke on this planet with just grogu and ahsoka but at some point he's he's assembling other force sensitives to start his little school that gets destroyed you know i guess it got destroyed that's you know we skipped over all that crap in in <laughs> <laughs> in that one movie but that's none of my business um he's got to meet up with lord santeca he's right got, yeah you know yeah I mean? we've got to get lord santec in there how much would i just absolutely to take a wrestling term i would pop if lord if, if lord santeca showed up <laughs> uh lord santeca is my is is what i always go into when i'm doing the mouse droid by the way lord santeca 
Thorsten <laughs> Um That's what he sounds like when he's going through the little death. Yes. Um, but uh, Babu Frick being in the thing is really neat to me. Um, uh, any Grogu throwing the thing out of the cave and then coming mm -hmm. out like looking all BA. I just, I really, whoa. Um, <laughs> really, <laughs> we just went into hyperspace there we with did. Brent. Um, I, look, I, I think you said it well, Joey, that um, the Mandalorian is, it has been, has been the great unifier for the most part in Star Wars. I, I, I just can't get over that end of season two. You know, when, when I said it this way, a million fan voices cried out, it's Luke. Um, and, and I, I got emotional watching some of those reactions. I don't I hate reaction videos, but I couldn't help myself but watch the reaction videos of people watching Luke show up because that was the unifying thing. That was a thing where we all felt, mm -hmm. I don't know that there was a moment like that in star Wars fandom since Chewie were home. And, and, and so to have Luke show up and get his big moment. And when you think about even Book of Boba Fett, you know, I think most people thought the best episodes of Book of Boba Fett were, was the Mandalorian season 2.5, you know, with, with him going to visit Grogu and everything. Um, unfortunately, I, of course, I like that. See, I like that finale of that season, you know, with Boba Fett. Boba Fett riding a Rancor will never be old <laughs> to me. It's always going to be something I take so much pleasure in just the thought of. But yeah, I don't know what's going to be happening. You know, it, it's, I trust, I, I trust Favreau and Filoni and company. I, I have no reason not to at this point, you know. Well, two things on my side. One, Brent, we're going to say hi to you in one second. But two, um, I'm, I'm being a guy who was original trilogy guy and then watch my son watch the prequels. And, you know, we went through the sequels all together and we were trying to figure out that bumpy road. I was hesitant to believe that Mandalorian would be that great unifier. I was a little standoffish saying, well, where are we going with this? But, but once it came out and the characters and the storyline and it, I can see why it does it. It, it draws people from all three trilogies yep. into yep. one show. And it's, it's got a great character and, and, you know, outfits and baby Grogu, all that stuff. So I, I'm excited for that. And I'm excited that we have something that, Star Wars fandom can all say, we're going to watch this, right? So I was going to say hi to Brent, and he just put up a finger to tell me no. So, no. so we're going to say hi to no. him in a minute. I will let you know. Brent, God love him. Thank you for joining us because his son has been uh, dealing with some health issues. Mm. So Brent finally made it home from dealing with those. So we're glad that he's back and his son Hudson's back. But um, yeah, let I was going to go ahead. Let me, let me, you know, you mentioned the bumpy road of the sequel trilogy. And, and I just want to say this, I, I'm going to go Scott Reif in here and, and really pump you guys up. I think one of the things that your show has done well uh, since I was first aware of you guys is you've been very good about yeah. the differing viewpoints being welcome and being talked about in a very civil fashion and in an open fashion. Uh, and, 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 and I don't know, outside of me and Rife, and I don't know that you guys have had anyone on that would get you in much trouble with anybody, with anyone in fandom. And, and oh, we I, do. And, we I, and, I, and I mean, you know, you're not, you're not going to make all the people happy any of the time. That's just not how it works. But I think you guys have done a great job of navigating some of those waters without fear, you know, not, not like you're afraid of, of broaching subjects, but being willing to accept all comers. And so when you talk about 
where you were with the Mandalorian, I was, I was in a much similar place because, because of fandom and because of my disappointment in what had happened in, in some of the, some of the expanded universe stuff and the sequel trilogy, I was very deflated as a star Wars fan. And so I went into Mandalorian just thinking, I really did. I went in arms crossed saying, impress me, you know, I really did. And, and the minute that pram opens up, mm-hmm. well, first of all, the minute he's fighting alongside an IG droid, again, it's a toy box moment. I know it's not Boba Fett and IG-88, but for all intents and purposes, it was Boba Fett and IG-88. You had original trilogy aliens and Nikto that were, you know, running around as part of this thing, Nikto and Barada that were going around doing this stuff. And then that pram opens up and you see it's such an 80s movies moment and everything else. But you see there the the child that would come to be called Baby Yoda, and, and they're still and they're still trying to push Grogu on us. Um, it, I was hooked. I'm like, okay, I'm there. I'm in. Yeah. You know, we got an Ugnot teaching him how to ride one of these things that came from the Ewok adventure. <laughs> yes, I'm there. Let's I, do I it. Have, Go ahead, I have Brent. spoken. I have spoken. That's yes. right. And now you're speaking. Say hi real quick, Brent, before we go Yo, further. What up? Yeah, I, I know that I'm just jumping in. I, I looked at the clock and I'm like, hmm, we usually got about a half hour left. So I figured <laughs> out where we would try to jump in. Um, so I was not expecting to see the man, the myth, the legend that is. D-Doc. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> was not expecting to see this man, but I, I, I enjoy Anytime that Mr. Glosson does grace us with our presence. Um, I'm enjoying the uh, hot tub uh, talks that oh, you have on, on Geek Out Loud as well. So uh, I like the concept and I, I, I like the sound effects behind it. With the bubble. <laughs> it's been Got the fun. bubbler on. Yeah, it's been fun. I've, I gotta get, I've been trying to get Joey Marinara on over there, but he, we, can't make, we can't seem to make things line up. Yeah, you just, I said you this, just call me. I said the same thing on the last uh, rule, uh, rule the galaxy, the last one that I was on. I told him that he needs to get in the hot tub with you. That's right. That's right. I'm in. All you got to do is tell me. My <laughs> my wife thinks very highly of Steve Glosson. She'll let me do anything he asks. That's crazy. Usually wives <laughs> do like me. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, um, Brent, you know what you missed before you hopped on? <laughs> Uh, I'm probably a whole hell of a lot, so I can't <laughs> wait to listen to the first hour. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable. <laughs> we did a lot of toy talk. <clears throat> oh, imagine but, that. But, Glosson's uh, on toy talk. But but Mr. Glosson also brought his friend uh, Mr. Attenborough with him, and and oh. we had a, we had an Attenborough, and we were told that it's a Rule of the Galaxy exclusive for Attenborough to show up. I said I said I feel like it's a Rule of the Galaxy <laughs> exclusive. Yeah, hey. you feel like I'm sure you've dropped that there on that big honking show or somewhere around. I the have. World. No, I, I might have done on the big honking show once or twice, but not like doing the Star Wars stuff. Just oh, uh, well, obviously, promoted. right, I, right. The Star doing Wars something about a Florida or... man or something. Behold, the Florida man, <laughs> right, <laughs> trying to wrestle the alligator. Some of those uh, articles that you read about on, uh, yeah. Anyways, no. but no, yeah. So I can't wait to hear Mr. Attenborough because that is probably. Out of what is this? Three years now, 180 shows. 191, uh, when, Brent. 191. Sorry, <laughs> but when he dropped that Attenborough impersonation, when we were talking about the creatures, which I think Alfie said they're getting a season two of that. They are doing a season two of those creatures. Yes. Which, which, it completely wasn't David Attenborough, but it was when we first heard about it. That was probably one of my top 
one if not two moments on the show was listening to you drop those impersonations of the wampa and all that other stuff so if they did that with star wars with him they would be legends because i don't know if you guys saw the um the uh, prehistoric one that he did for apple tv where it was dinosaurs and it was all cgi'd Uh -uh. no i didn't see that that's amazing he did it exactly like it was planet earth but it was just all dinosaurs, but the CGI was amazing. And you really felt like you were just watching like dinosaurs in their environment. And he just talked about them just like he would, you know, whatever, cool. whatever else, you know, a bird that's, you know, flapping its feathers around ready to mate or whatever. That's what I was watching last night. It's <laughs> nice. a million dollar idea right there. Uh, Steve, I guess you have to, Disney. yeah, you just have to throw that out there. I mean, none of my business. Okay. All right. The Kowakian monkey lizard. <laughs> Who showed up in the, in the, he's going to be in the Mandalorian. Yes. He, yeah, they had him in there. Remember, they were cooking him in the first episode of the Mandalorian. Well, he was hanging in a tree in episode, yeah. uh, in, in Navarro in episode, the preview for episode three. Yeah, they, had a, they had a few of them hanging in the tree. But remember in the first episode, they oh, had yeah. one, they were cooking him. One cooking. was in a cage and the other was over a spit. <laughs> was on a spit over a fire. Didn't they have some, like what was in the cages with uh, Cara Dune in uh, the second season? Because oh, I was just rewatching it, she, it was like right towards the beginning of the second season. She went into like some some traitors mm-hmm. dead, and there were there were oh, like there might, cages. Been, there might have been in there too. I, I need to do. A I don't know what it was. She was in there so. with the Aqualish, wasn't? Weren't they the yeah, Aqualish? I think and, so. and they had something in cages. They were like, yeah. Uh, yeah. She had a little weasel side. They were like ferrets. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now they're probably something out of like Galaxy's Edge or something. Hey. <laughs> Hey, uh, so Steve, I know you haven't been watching Bad Batch, and mm-hmm. and and I kind of want to I want to talk a little Bad Batch, but I want you know you there's enough in there that's going to perk your interest here as we're talking. I'll, because, I'll just relax. Well, that's what I said. You can Steve, just relax. Steve, can I say one thing that might perk your interest? I'm hoping if I say this, it'll perk your interest. Sure. Wookie Jedi. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> and let me say this to that. Did any Jedi die during Order 66? <laughs> Only the five we saw on Yeah, it Avengers was just Keanu. It was those kids in the tower. Yeah. It was it was uh it was George Lucas's son. Yeah, it was Mundi. Keati Mundi, uh Plo Koon, Ayla Secura. Yeah. Um Stasali, Kanan Jerus's yeah, um master. Um so the other one that had that was on Camino that had the headdress, the uh, uh Kit, Kit Fisto. Like, not okay, but there yeah, because I know who you're talking before. about. Kid Fisto died before, but it was a couple there were a couple on Camino because they were carrying the dead body off of Camino in Bad Batch uh episode or season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there were but it's like the one where, I don't know her name because I'm terrible with all that stuff. It's not Ayla Sakura, but it's the it's the one who has the red and white stripe. Uh yeah. with the like oh, she looks, uh Shakti. Shakti. There you go. Yep. She's had three different deaths in Star Wars. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> She's got know. the deleted scene death where <laughs> General Grievous kills her in episode three. She's got her death at the hands of Starkiller in uh, Force Unleashed, and I guess now she has a death on Camino in the Bad Batch. Huh. You don't I mean, see, you don't see her. You see the dead body getting taken off. Okay. Well, she's still alive out there somewhere. Maybe there. she's like a cat. Maybe she's got <laughs> no, no one's lives. no one's ever dead, Steve. That is probably my like. You make that comment about like did a Jedi die? Like either you see like even if you see them die on screen, they still come back. 
That's like probably my, my number one gripe with the entire series as it well, keeps going what, for 40 years. What did we learn from the Obi-Wan series? None of Anakin didn't know how to kill the kids. He, I mean, they ran Reva through the one time and he ran right. her through again. And just, <laughs> Anakin just can't kill anybody. Well, unless he's she, doing this. Yeah. And then you stab him, you stab the Grand Inquisitor in the stomach and he still survives. Ugh. Don't hey, even get me started. That's we, not the Grand Inquisitor. That's Uncle well, Fester's like cousin. <laughs> okay, sorry. You're, you're, what was, what was um, supposed to be the Grand Inquisitor? That's right. What was yeah. supposed to be the Grand Come Inquisitor? Come on. I, I do like the Grand Inquisitor in, in Rebels. In Rebels, I, I, I like yes, the character. And yes. it's Jason Isaacs, which yeah. why why would you just say, hey, can we bring him in to, to do this role? He's, his voice was great. Look, I don't care who was in the role. Make him Uta Powin. Don't make him Uncle yeah. Festerian. He was Uta Powin in the in the Rebels. Why not Uta Powin in, in Obi Wan? And so to go back to Wookiee Jedi. Sorry. And the bad batch. I was just trying to do a hard segue. Slam <laughs> right into the wall. Right to relax. <laughs> You're good. So to go back to the Wookiee Jedi, they were. Uh, have we seen slaver droids like this before? Um, yeah, so Steve, you'll you get a kick out of this. There's a whole gang that's just droids. The droids mm. are the gang. They they they're called the Vanguard Axis. Um mm. and, and they're they're buying chain codes, uh, you know, basically fake IDs from from the Bad Batch. Yeah. But they're they're holding on, they've trapped a Wookiee Jedi, and which is uh, again, it's Gunji. From uh, from the, the the younglings from Clone Wars, so it is the dude from the younglings. It is because I, did, I didn't know the con- I didn't know the connection. Yeah. I I thought it probably was, but it is that dude from the younglings episodes on Clone Wars. Yep. yep. Okay. So the Vanguard they, Axis. That sounds like something out of the wheel in the Marvel Comics universe. That's what Ripon would say. It. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so not only that, they kind of look like uh, Danger Will Rod. Like they kind of have a look of like they Danger do. Will with Danger Will Robinson robot. Um, their heads were circular in that nature that kind of imbo mm. imbo ish as well kind of a i'm seeing i'm seeing a picture now how many were there because i'm seeing a picture of like three a yellow a red and a blue one there were multicolored decent, ones yeah okay. yeah but but basically it starts off with them omega starts sensing something and it's it's they're hazing the 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 wookie and and uh that was one of alfie's questions guys alfie says uh, and I don't know if you guys read it or if you just sent it to me, so I apologize. I'll have to look. Uh, first, first question was, okay, so the Vanguard Axis had a buyer in lined up for the Wookiee Jedi, right? He wants to know who we think the buyer was. It has to be Palpatine, right? Could it be anybody else? You're watching. No, it's got it. Watching gotta Steve Lawson. That's, that's, I mean, it's got to be because he's he's a Jedi and they're trying to buy Jedis. But I'm trying to figure out what this giant Colossus thing is that Steve is playing with. Steve, tell him who it is. Well, this is Galactus. He's the devourer of worlds. <laughs> I'm just relaxing while you guys talk Bad Batch. Don't mind me. <laughs> I told him you can just relax while we watch it, while we talk about this. This is what I saw when I saw them. If you're watching YouTube, is the guy from yes. Power Rangers? Thank he looked you. exactly I, look like the, the dude from Power Rangers. Yes, when I look okay. at the picture, I'm like, I don't see so much of Will Robinson, but when you Alpha bring him five. up, yes, Alpha Five, yes. Okay. I'm sorry, I don't know the Power Rangers. I was between generations, I guess. 
We so yes, that. no, I, I feel like like they were either going to take him to uh, Mount Tantiff and try to get him and pull his M count out and see if they could start cloning his Jedi powers. That, I mean, that's the implications that are, if you follow the Bad Batch in the seasons, I feel like that is the desired implications. I agree. Um, I did like that they took us back to Kashyyyk. I thought going back to Kashyyyk was awesome. It there definitely was some. Some of those were basically Ralph McQuarrie drawings of a Wookiee village, right? Isn't that, I mean, a, isn't that, a, isn't that an LL Cool J song going back to Kashi? <laughs> you know, no, that's. It's, I uh, think Tupac. it might have to be now. It's Tupac. Uh, okay, Tupac. <laughs> yeah. Going back, Biggie, back Biggie, to Biggie Kashi. Saying, back, oh, back was it? Ah, oh, I thought yeah. it was. Oh, no. I like the whole Biggie Tupac feud. I was on the opposite side of the feud. I should be. <laughs> should be ashamed of my. Coast. You should be ashamed of myself. Steve, were you into Tupac or Biggie? I, no, you know what? I, I don't know that I know any of those songs. <laughs> okay. But going back to Kashyyyk, I think needs to be going back. So were those Cool J? LL Cool J going back to I'm sorry. LL Cool J going back to Cali. I was right. Oh, I was thinking. So they were talking about when they got to Kashyyyk, they were talking about the Empire being there. So they put the clones in there. With the Tradotians who were hunting down the Tradotians were hunting down the Wookiees. So I don't know all of that lore, but I those that don't know the lore, the Boba Fett, this helps them understand if they go and watch Boba Fett and see Black Chrysanthemum rip the arm off the Tradotian. Uh, the reason for that that's what I thought about. Well, uh, on on uh, Clone Wars, uh, the Tradotians were hunters of the jet of the Wookiee. So in in the expanded universe, that is also a thing that was true back in the day. See, there we go. See, I don't know. I don't know the Clone Wars as well, but I do know that there was in the Mandalorian, and I knew that that was the lore, right? Like I knew that that was there. But this was a good good showing. But it also showed that the Empire slash they had clone troopers. These weren't TK troopers. The clone troopers were working, and the Tradotians were rocking AA five or AATs. They were uh, rocking droid tanks. Oh. With flamers right. on the, uh, as their main weapon. Yes. Yeah. Flames. Flamethrowers tearing up the tearing up the forest. Come on, they're just hurting the environment. That's all. I mean, they're just. Come on. Well, uh, it was a good it was a good lesson on how to stop forest fires with you know digging around the outside and getting yes. all the brush up. You know, there was shoveling twice in in this episode. So there we I go. thought that was pretty good. Grab some shovels. I I like oh. that. I like it. We um. We also see that uh, the Wookiees were speaking with the trees to get advice on how to battle the Trandoshans and the clone troopers. I believe that's been spoken about in the past from all, all the way back to the holiday special, right? Okay, so I don't know that one. Help me out with that. Glossin, uh, Glossin, <laughs> old OEU EU guy. Did um, the Wookiees talk to trees? Because in the, the only time that I know it, and I don't know in a lot of EU, but they did have them actually talking in the uh, the trilogy, the, the uh, Zahn trilogy, that yeah. first one that came mm-hmm. out. They had the Wookiees. They had a giant, like, progressive city that was on top of it. It, it was actually right. like a New York City that was built up, but it was up in the trees. It wasn't like the old school Kashyyyk villages that they have well, they've been it, showing. I, yeah, I guess I imagine that more ewok villagey but just bigger oh. um when i read it but yeah he remember i remember in dark force rising there's that whole thing where where chewy is craw- crawling under mm-hmm. the tree yeah you know like yeah. he's he's in the under he's in the underside of it ha- hanging on 
I don't remember them actually speaking to the trees. Um, but that sounds familiar. Um, I don't think that that's something that Dave Filoni would just throw in or allow thrown into that series willy nilly. I don't know that he's running the series though. I might be wrong there. Um, that's more of a Scott Rifen question because he read those uh, Brian Daly books back in the day, and I bet that's something that would have come out of those. <laughs> I can see yes. that. So, I mean, it, I, I like it because it's all like them sensing nature and talking to nature. And it was also, it was a way that I like when people separate themselves with having different Jedi powers. Um, case in point, I like the fact that Ezra had a connection with animals. He was the first one that showed a connection with animals. I like the fact that Ray had force healing, which they hadn't shown before. So I like the fact that different people have different force specialties. Uh, Quinlan Voss could see the history of the object when he touched it. So I like the fact that Homeboy, when he touched the tree, could actually speak with the tree. And it kind of like shows that he's connected with nature and that's kind of his thing is talking to nature. I almost feel like that, that more comes out of like the Ewok cartoon. Um, cause the Ewoks were all into the trees and stuff. They were. Back in the day, so there were that, spirits in the trees. So they, may have, they may have borrowed that from, from the Ewoks, which is fine with me. D doc, you had something. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, the, the, the creatures in this episode, now that the spider looking, um, creatures are are they some are they something we've seen before and also like the cat style things that the wookies were riding well, i don't remember if we've seen them before or not i was gonna ask mr attenborough about the the creatures with the big ears um i believe it was macquarie art uh steve that had like cat like and might have been related to the ewoks uh but but uh they were basically like large cats with huge ears they were like uh, bats it was like yeah. a bat cat hybrid that would like My kind of my yeah. lions, my lions, something like that. Um, I don't know if you've seen this or not, Steve, or if you're looking at any images from the Bad Batch on these, but I know I've seen them before. I, no, whether it's an it, artwork or, or they own all four legs. Yes. Do they yeah. look, look like striped, like a like a there were some stripes? There were some stripes. They rode them kind of like lions, like big, yeah. like almost like. I would say like almost like elephant lions because you got Wookiees that were sitting on top of these things. So those things were huge. Yeah. But they, they were had, like, yeah. They had really big ears, like a lynx or a, a yeah. you know, things like that. But but uh, I know I've seen the artwork form somewhere before, but I'm just blanking mm. on it right now. But Are they Blasttails? I'm seeing something here called Blasttails, but they were from a game. Um, Don't know that. They carried infectious diseases. <laughs> That were able to infect even a healthy, full-grown Wookie. <laughs> I don't know no. where, they, where they came from. They oh. were cool, and and the spider it reminded me of the ice spider from the Mandalorian. But it I did. don't know. If, I mean, but, it, but this obviously wasn't an ice world, but it looked a lot like that ice spider. It it um I I don't do well with spiders like when you go back to Harry <laughs> Potter and you go back to arachnophobia and then you see these oh, spiders yeah. and the spiders from from Mandalorian I just don't do well with spiders and hearing that Trandoshan get taken by the web and pulled up <laughs> to them and he was freaking out I'm like little kids are gonna be freaking with this thing right here so that, my little guy said that was come? his favorite part actually when the guy got trapped <laughs> by the spider great. Starwars.com doesn't do the behind the scenes stuff they used to do anymore, do they? Like the episode by episode breakdowns. 
Um, well, those used to be real helpful when we'd watch Rebels and that sort of thing. Because after an episode of Rebels, they would have online, they'd have like kind of a breakdown with images from the show and that sort of thing. Um, here you go, guys. My Lias, huge cat-like character, huge cat-like creature with telescoping ears. They climbed and leapt through the forests of the planet Kashyyyk, where they were used as mounts by members of the Wookiee species. And they are actually discussing how they met Gunji. So, yeah. Uh, Steve, can you see that at all? Uh, yeah. Yes. That, it does that, look like a cat bat, doesn't it? You know what it looks like? <laughs> you guys, I, I bet you guys don't remember She-Ra, Princess of Power. I do remember She-Ra, uh, Princess there of was Power. An owl, there was an owl guy on that thing. Um, I can't remember his name. Um cowl was his name and he kind of had he was like an owl face but his ears were like real big and rainbowy like those appear to be multicolored so if you look up k-o-w-l um cowl and and kind of look at his face that's what that that's what i thought of the minute what i could from what i could make out on that image well so uh yeah how do you so spell how do you spell that malaya m-y-l-a-y-a so I think we've beat around the bush of Alfie's second question because you didn't go right to it. I didn't. We, we've talked a little bit about this, and this is something that I think we can get – we'll say our chime in, but Steve, who hasn't watched it, I'm going to kind of phrase it in a different way because I, I feel strongly this way. His question was, for those people that are listening, is Omega Force-sensitive? And I'm going to go to the same thing that I said about Andor. I'm going to go to the same thing that I said. Does the does Star Wars need the Force? Yes. Does every Star Wars story need to be connected to the Force? No. I hope that she doesn't have a connection to the Force. And that's where I'll lie. So my question, I guess, is I, my question to bring Steve in is, what are your feelings? Does every Star Wars story need to have some connection to the Force? Um. I don't think so. I, I think, though, that you need to have people who remember um, Jedi and their connections to the Force. I think that the, the Jedi and the Force are such an integral part of the overall universe uh, of Star Wars. I don't think you have to have Force-sensitive characters in everything you do. Um, I think one of the things about Andor that worked was it was the really the first uh, Star Wars thing we had where the force was barely mentioned in Jedi mm -hmm. were, were maybe talked about a little bit, but barely, you know, there was no focus mm -hmm. on that. Even with rogue one was meant to be that way, but then you brought in, uh, cheer it And, and those guys were the guardians of the wheels, you know? Right. And so, um, and I loved rogue one. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not, that's not a criticism. I'm saying though, that, that even something where we thought we weren't going to get much of that there, it was, right. I, I think, you know, I, Unless this kid's supposed to be a clone of Palpatine, uh, no, she shouldn't be force sensitive. Um, you know, I, I don't know much about her and what her deal is. I, I thought I was under the impression that she was <laughs> a clone of Django Fett, but just somehow a girl, um, which that's none of my business. But um, but unless she's a, unless she's a clone of Palpatine somehow, I don't I don't think so. So. I don't think she is either. I think she's sensitive to things like Hunter is. Like she has 
a good sense and can and feel emotions and track things but i, I don't think she's force sensitive I, I i i don't think it'd be good for the story for her to be force sensitive especially if she's a clone of Django fett i mean why would that make sense so d doc how about you yeah well i have two points on it one the i believe the force is real in real life just because brent came in after we talked about action figures for 35 minutes so <laughs> the force was with you on that we talked in depth about every single figure so number one the force is real two though <laughs> I, I i don't i don't think uh I don't think she's force sensitive. I think she's just so interested in other cultures and everything in the outside world. Like, I think that's why she's going and listening to the trees with, you know, the Wookiees. And like, when it comes to the pirate episode, she's so like interested in the, in the puzzles and everything. And, you know, you kind of almost forget that Omega was literally like just shuttered inside and like was not open to the outside world in the beginning of all of this. So, I mean, I do think, the Jedi and the force are important because like I watched the, this episode with my little guy before the episode, before we came on tonight. And when that Wookiee pulled out that lightsaber, he was backed up. Like, like it was a real star Wars movie, honestly. Like when he came out, he's when he was holding his hand out, he was like, what is he doing? And then he got the lightsaber. He was like, <laughs> he was like a Wookiee can be a Jedi. I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> was like, what? I, he was fired up about it. So it kind of flies in the face of what I say about one thing too. So like, I don't want Omega to be a Jedi. I don't want her to be super force sensitive, but I've also said that I also like the idea of everybody having a degree of force sensitivity. It just takes some people have a little bit more. Some people have a little bit more chosen. I do like the fact that everybody can have force sensitivity if they just allow themselves to be in tune to it. So that's it's what I have said How midichlorian count is. But I don't want it to be the focus. I don't want it. It doesn't have to be the focus of every episode. It doesn't have to be the focus of every show because the universe is big enough that there's a lot of people who aren't. And so we can have those stories of people who aren't force sensitive and non force sensitive things if it's told in a good way and if it's told in an entertaining way. I just, I'm hoping that she's not like, okay, she could have some force sensitivity, but like you said, she's just open to the world. She senses, she's an, an emote or whatever people call it, I think is what it's referred to as. They can feel emotion a little bit easier and they sense emotion. So, yeah. Correct me, make sure I'm right here. Bad Batch ha is happening on the heels of like Revenge of the Sith, correct? Correct. So you're in the dark times. Um, the, the, the beginning force, of the dark times. Yeah, yeah, the force is out of balance. It has been out of balance. It's very out of balance now. And I, I think what, I, you know, the force is always, always needs to be moving and flowing. And the force is working to bring itself back into balance. Um, but right now it's in a moment where it's not happening. Um, so I, I think that yeah, I think you can do a show like this without ever worrying about Jedi um, because you shouldn't be like that's I think that's my whole thing. The idea of the dark times is you have to completely have in and, and, and I know and this flies in the face of something I enjoyed about Rebels and that was Kanan and Ezra, but you have to have no Jedi mm -hmm. so that when the Jedi return, it's a big deal. Um and but you've got Ahsoka floating around out there still. You've got, like I say, it seems like there was no Jedi killed in Order sixty six at all, and 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 so 
and I, I know they probably feel like it's a risk, but regardless of what you think about Andor, they did take a risk. And I, and I think in some ways and in some places it paid off. Um, you know, I, I think that there were, my problems with Andor were not the story. It was, it was the pacing. My problems with Andor went a lot more to um, what they were trying to make something that what it felt like they had an idea for a series and they shoehorned it into star Wars rather than had an idea for a star <laughs> Wars kind of series. But one of the things I think that really work about it are whispers of the force whispers of the Jedi, but as our hope is lost because they're not around anymore and they're mm -hmm. never coming back, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so it matters when Obi-Wan and Vader confront each other again, it matters when, you know, Kanan sparks a lightsaber there um, on, you know, where, when they go to rescue the Wookiees at, at the beginning of, of Rebels. But if every other series, you've got some Jedi that's out there suddenly sparking mm -hmm. a lightsaber, um, it, it, what does it matter? What does it matter? What does Luke matter then? You know, right. The, nothing happened. There, there are no dark times. They're just undercover times. Steve, I, I agree. It, growing up in the time frame that I did, and and seeing Star Wars the way I did, it really intensified the thought that there should be Obi-Wan, Yoda, and Luke. And that's it, right? I mean, now saying that, I, I love Kanan's character. I, I really enjoy uh, Ahsoka's character, but I don't know that I need 50 other Jedi sneaking around, always being hunted and all that kind of stuff. I... I would almost rather it be that way that everyone's gone and out of the picture by the time we get to the original trilogy. Obviously it's not going to be that way because Ahsoka is back. And at some point in time, Ezra is going to come back from the space whales. But it, you know, other than that, do I, I don't need Gunji and I don't need this and I don't need that. Just, just give me the, the thing that's important is that's the return of the Jedi. When Vader turns back to himself and Luke saves him. Hey, right there. So anyway, so, um, I so guess fun. my argument to that, my, I guess my argument to that though, right? So the way that I would push back on that is in Rebels, they talk about catching force sensitive babies, right? And this is the idea that the force is still around, and, but they're not Jedi, right? So they're force sensitive, but they're not Jedi. Yeah. So that's, that's the difference is that you have these force sensitives that are around, oh, but they yeah. weren't Jedi. Yeah, so I'm that's not... a way to with the new with the new batches of those growing up, which is kind of what Ezra was. Ezra was a new baby that just happened to be force sensitive that got turned right. into a Jedi through yeah. training with Kanan. Yeah, I'm but, not. But you're talking about the Clone Wars era guys that are running yeah, around yeah, that, yeah. That, in hiding. Right. I'm so, talking about I'm talking about fully trained Jedi or right. Padawans who were mostly trained. I'm I'm not talking about people who were born after the fact who are force sensitive. That makes all sense in the world. And yep. And for the empire to hunt them down and either kidnap them and convert them to inquisitors or, or kill them makes all the sense in the world as well. What to me, when Yoda says, when gone am I, the last of the Jedi, you will be to Luke. That matters. That's not, you. I know people say, well, Yoda didn't know. You have to accept that. Yeah. Yoda knew. Yoda knew exactly what he was talking about because the minute you take those kinds of statements and you say, well, Yoda only understood this part of things, then you're neglecting a whole point where Yoda was talking to Ezra in a, you know, via the force in a old Jedi temple. 
Yoda mm-hmm. is connected. Yoda knows what's going on. Yoda knows what's up. And, and so if you don't have all the Jedi, except for Obi-Wan, wiped out within the first five years after Order 66, either wiped out or converted to Inquisitors. And by Jedi, I'm talking about the robe-wearing, lightsaber-sparking, right. <laughs> you know, Jedi starfighter-flying, wheeling, dealing, kiss-stealing sons of guns that are the Jedi. <laughs> Woo! And they're having a hard time holding these alligators down. Um, if you if they're not did out you of- really... Was he that did. was that the uh the mouth of the south? Did you just do like the No, that was Rick. I just ripped off Rick oh, Flair. Rick Flair, Rick Flair. Okay. Yeah. I, now you I, can rip I was off the mouth of the south. You could rip off Dusty Rhodes. Doc Times, baby. Doc Times is when a Dark Lord of the Sith comes and smacks you on the booty and says, The Sith have taken your job, Daddy. The Emperor's in charge. I'm Doc Times. Um but I think I think within five years after Order 66, the Jedi have to be wiped out. Darth Vader had to help the Emperor hunt down mm-hmm. and destroy with or without the help yeah. of the Inquisitors. The question then becomes, what becomes of those Inquisitors? Did Vader and the Emperor destroy them? Or here's something that would be really interesting to do on the backside of everything, and I know this is not what happened, but to me, what would have been interesting to say in the sequel trilogy is, oh, these Knights of Ren people were leftover Inquisitors. That that maintained the guard oh. of the Emperor at Exegol while he's doing all these experiments and everything, and Kylo got to lead them, and you know, and actually get this. And and in fact, what here's a here's a crazy thing. What if we'd actually got to see them in action outside of just fighting Kylo in Episode Nine? You know, what if we'd actually gotten to see them in action in Episode Eight and stuff? Um, I still but, don't know who they are. I still right. honestly, I don't know who they are. Right. I don't um, know who they are either, but I, I saw someone on Twitter say something the other day about they were uh, Jedi that had been converted for, away uh, from the school or something. Luke had started. I don't know. But, like, my thing is, is, like, to me, a cool backstory is, well, these are Inquisitors. You know, these are people that were still being, you know, recruited by the Acolytes, by the Dark Side Acolytes. These were babies that had been born just after the Emperor died or just before he died and had been kidnapped and had been raised by this I, but anyhow that gets off of y'all's guys conversation no 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 it's, but, it's, but to, that's to the way tie the conversation is supposed to go though. right yeah right but to roll to roll it back into the bad batch you said within five years we don't necessarily know because the season one of the bad batch happened at the start like right at order right. 66 right so this could be within that five years oh it is and they and they are hunting them down and these Axis Vibo or whatever the hell their names were again. They were hunting down the Jedi because they got an order to bounty hunt this, find a Jedi and bring them back to me. My and I'll pay a king's ransom so I can try to do my tests on them. So this could be part of them helping to hunt down, just like the Inquisitors. There's an all call out to all sides of the shady universe, the black market. Find as many as you can, either kill them or bring them back so we can do tests on them. Yeah. Vanguard I mean, I'm, I'm down with that. Like I say, I'm not, I, I joke when I say, did any Jedi die? But, but the no, thing it's is, true, it, though. <laughs> it does seem like, yeah, there are a lot of Jedi still floating around the galaxy. And, and they become, instead of becoming something that, you know what? Inst- here's the thing one of the reasons the dark times should be the dark times is there are no Jedi to maintain peace and order in the galaxy, to be peacekeepers. Um, and, and there should be moments where we see people the only hope they would have is were there still Jedi that were able to, to help them. And, and because, and it needs to be a time of stark hopelessness. And if Andor got nothing else, right. 
it got that right. You know it what did. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, there were many, many hopeless situations in Andor that he got out of by the skin of his teeth. And, and, and I think that the absence of the Jedi adds to the weight of that hopelessness so that as the light breaks, you know, as the Death Star explodes in Star Wars, that it, there is a new hope. And the whispers of, well, he was with a Jedi before he blew up the Death Star. This guy might be the real deal. You know, he's carrying a lightsaber on his belt. What is happening here with this guy? And, and you know, and, and so now the spark of hope has begun to, to turn into a raging fire. And it's built around the idea that the Jedi are returning. And, um, I, you know, I, I just, I, if, if the bad, if part of what's happening in the background, of the bad batch is the wiping out of them, that's great. But I just feel like, you know, by the time you get to Canaan should have been really the last, you know, like he truly, truly, truly should have, there should have been no need for inquisitors, you know, outside of Vader, still knowing Obi-Wan's out there, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that brings me to a whole different topic. Why did why did Obi Wan get to beat the snot out of Vader in Obi Wan? Should should Obi Wan not have just escaped by the skin of his teeth so that when he shows up on the Death Star, Vader says you should not have come back. Obi Wan, when Vader says you should not have come back, Obi Wan says you shouldn't have stood here waiting on me because remember what I did to you the last two times we went at. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, Anyhow, agree. I, there I go again. I'm sorry. Let me just. Uh, no, no. Relax. You go play with Galactus or whatever. Yeah, let me get Galactus or I'll. <laughs> Here, here, let me get on brand. No, we're no, we're good. We're on good. brand. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. That's oh, yeah, this is, a, is that Black Series Mando? Love him. Yeah, that Love is a great him. one. I've got that one, and yeah. I also took it out of the box and have it out on a shelf somewhere. It's nice. Oh, um, I'm an opener all the way. Uh, toys, yeah. toys. Okay, toys. we won't talk I'm about sorry, toys. Sorry, Brent. We won't talk. D Doc. Dedeck, is there outside of all the conversations we've had, is there another topic you want to hit uh, this evening that we haven't hit? Uh, I do have the one loaded one that's going around on the internet. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, no, it's Ray. Oh, well, we can talk about that one. (laughs) Yes. Yes. No, it's not. It is controversial, but yeah, uh, there's just a lot of talk that uh, I've seen people saying they're hearing the inner workings of Disney. The next movie they're going to be making is Ray is going to be the main character. And then today you see the quote from Daisy Ridley saying, you know, she'd she'd absolutely play that character again. You know, like, it. you know, I loved my crew that I worked with. I would do it again. So I, I don't know. I just... I think I th- I think the next Star Wars movie we get in theaters, Ray is going to be the main character of it. I'll say, it's it seems like things are going that way, which is interesting. To we me. have we have a Star Wars celebration coming up in what April, first week of April, in London. Are you they... going? Yeah, no, thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I if it, if if Star Wars or Lucasfilm wanted to pay, sure, I'd go. Um, but but no. Um, but I mean, is any of this just chatter to get people even more excited? I mean, heck, I don't know. They sold the thing out. I'm sure they've sold it out. As a matter of fact, they're they are they came out with some extra tickets because they had sold everything out. Um, but look, Alfie said it. He's not sure that Ray being the lead of the next Star Wars movie would follow along the lines of the great unifier of the Mandalorian that we're talking about. 
I liked the Ray character. I thought she did a fine job. I, I think Daisy Ridley did a great job. Um, but I don't I don't know. I mean, it doesn't spark enough. Maybe it sparks a lot of younger people. I don't know. I'm 51. I'm too old. Maybe that doesn't do anything for me. But I don't know. Do you guys think that's the right path to go? Daisy Ridley in a Jedi Academy at post Rise of Skywalker? I think, I think as much as we sit here and talk about it, if you put Star Wars on it and you sell it right, people will go. Now, they may not like it afterwards, but people will go. Okay. Well, as Daisy has come out and said she'd be glad to play Ray again, Adam Driver has also come out and said, I want to forget that I was ever in those movies, and I wish everyone else would too. Um, he's He is not as well pleased with his mm -hmm. time there as, as Daisy was. I, when it comes to neither is John hey, Boyega. I mean, I, it's is it not a mirror of Harrison Ford and like Mark Hamill? And <laughs> isn't there some kind of like poetic mirroring of that? Because wasn't Harrison Ford essentially the Kylo Ren? The uh, like he, yeah, those movies, I don't care. Like, these people are nuts because it's just a character to me, kind of a thing. Like, that was more or less his perception of it for a number of years. And this yeah. is me coming from a, per I'm a peripheral fan from all of that stuff. But, yeah, and but I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that Harrison Ford had crazy fans like threaten his wife and, mm. and do some of the things that Raylos did when it came to Adam Driver. And he just had, there was some really dark stuff that went on with fandom in him. There's a lot of dark stuff that went on with the sequels and fandom, like right. bottom line, bottom right. line, yeah. like, let's <laughs> right. just like, that is what it is. And yeah, I get it. Like they also made the movies in the 1980s and sure. way before there was any social media. Right. But I can almost guarantee you there would have been some hate, mm. hatred of that type of stuff, but he did get together with the love, right? Like it wasn't right. like a, a, it wasn't a Romeo and Juliet situation where they didn't yeah, but get you there. also Right. But you also didn't have Darth Vader hooking up with some, you know, Mon Mothma at the end of things. Like there was no, <laughs> there was no love connection between the redemption. Look, I don't want to litigate the sequels. I just want to say <laughs> that when you talk about her not being the unifying force that, uh, that Mandalorian was a race story might not be that. I don't think that Lucasfilm cares about that. If I'm being honest, I don't think Lucasfilm cares about unifying fandom. I genuinely believe um that that there is a section of of people employees at lucasfilm that want fans like myself and and people my age to go away i really do um i, I think that they they throw us a bone every now and again to keep getting our money I, I really believe this and i and i think that if they could they they feel like that if they could have the fans who 100 percent embrace the sequel trilogy and everything for whatever reason then then that's the group of people they want. They don't want to have any criticism or any pushback on anything that has to do with that. I like the character of Ray, and I think I think that all of the characters of the sequel trilogy were very undercut in in their development and who they are and what the and the potential for those characters to be something amazing and iconic for the rest of history by one man's selfish idea of what he wanted his story to be. Uh, and, and by Lucasfilm's unwillingness to have an outline of where the story should go from the get-go and, and their, and their just a, apparent desire to just do away with everything that Lucas and Michael Arndt had done 
to get ready, you know, to prepare the sequel trilogy. And, and so I think that when, for, I don't know who Ryan Johnson, like who fell in love with him at Lucasfilm or what he did, but when they saw what he, he did with his movie where he, and it's not, I'll just take one simple point in force awakens Finn frees Poe because he needs a pilot mm -hmm. <laughs> two days later in 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 uh in in the last jedi finn is piloting the ship that he and rose are on he you know what do you mean you need a pilot if you can do this you could have done that you know it's it, it's that it's that kind of discontinuity that that can't be explained why by saying well this is mythological storytelling no you wanted to pick up where the where the other movie left off and and you didn't pay attention and you wanted to do things your way and you undercut real good character development that had been set up. You took everything that was set up, and in the name of subverting expectations, you tore it all down because you wanted to do Star Wars your way. And so now when we talk about getting a Ray story or a Ray movie, okay, great. I thought the Skywalker saga was over. She's Ray Skywalker now. Oh, so the Skywalker saga oh, continues. That's why she should have, that's why she should have said I'm Ray. And just leave it at Ray. Yeah, just Ray. And if she would have stayed at just Ray, this whole conversation doesn't have the same doesn't have the same merit. Because you're right, one hundred percent. Just stay Ray, and then you would have been fine. Because you don't uh, want to have you don't want to have a destiny. You don't want to be tied to the past that you were tied to. You just want to be Ray and carve right. your own new path. Yep. Wow. And then you get, and then you open up the door for Ray to have an actual hero's journey. So, because I'll be honest with you, she didn't really have that in, in any of those things. You could, you can try to pick and choose what may have been, but they were so concerned with <laughs> is Kylo bad or good? Is she going to bring Kylo back from the dark side? Are we going to do another redemption arc? Are we going to do this? Who is Ray? Who's this? We were so concerned with identity. And I think even they were to an extent, we never got to see the journey. And even, even her at the end, the end of the force awakens was the beginning of what should have been her hero's journey, you know? And, and I don't know, I think they kind of messed up that, that classic formula a little bit. So I think we could have a really good hero's journey. I think you have a Ray who's seen the horrors of war and what she used to dream about and all now she's on Tatooine, just moisture farming, having her time, having the time of her life in some thread of the galaxy shows up and they know to get in touch with Ray. And so by God, pose the one who goes and gets her, maybe, you know, or something. And she doesn't want to do it. I can't, this is not my fight. I, you know, I'm only half trained. I can't do all this. Poe, you know, this is not what I want anymore. And he's like, but you have to because the galaxy's in danger because of da 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 da. And there's no Palpatine. There's no Vader. There's no nothing. It's a whole new threat. Maybe it's the Yuzhan Vong. I don't know, but something, you know, different. I'd, I'd check it out. I'd give it a yeah. glance. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I'm sold. It's got, it's got Star Wars on it. I'd check it out. I, I'm a big uh, believer and, that the next, the next one needs to have not an empire, not an empire, not a first order, but some outside threat. I, I don't think you need to rehash another Hux or Tarkin or whatever. Give me, give me something different hey, to oppose. I do a ratio that's not necessarily serialized. That's just almost like, her almost like kung fu in in the star wars galaxy where mm. she's going from 
planet to planet writing wrongs, you know, Dude, yeah. I, I've joked before about doing star Wars, a team, you know, yep. Ray and Poe and Finn, you know, just galaxy hopping, going from place to place and doing and, and fixing things that need to be fixed. And you don't have to have it all connected into some big story arc at the end. It's just adventure. It's just an adventure show that that's a throwback to like what we used to love in the seventies and eighties. And I think everybody wants that because if you talk the people that I talk to, because I will tell you that I, I defend the sequels before I defend the prequels. I, I like the sequels more than I like the prequels. I know, I know you can give me that. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, Steve. I'm just I looking know. at your beard and I find that hard to believe. It, I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just telling you. And I, part of what, what I can get almost everyone that talks about it, even when they start getting mad, they get mad about the director. They get mad about the direction. They do not get mad about the characters. Absolutely. They will, Absolutely. Everybody to a T will sit there and tell you, oh, they got done wrong because mm -hmm. of all this other stuff, right? Absolutely. All, this, all of this other stuff is what the problem is. It wasn't necessarily the story was a little weak, yada, yada, yada. But they love, like, they're cool with Kylo. They're cool with Ray. They're cool with Poe. They enjoyed the characters that were presented to them. Um, how I think Phasma got done dirty too. Oh. She could, mm -hmm. oh, she could have been so, <laughs> she could have been so much cooler, right? Like, like yeah. there were there there is so much potential with the characters that you could do those types of mm. types of shows. But so I, the, yeah, what I was going to go back to is the character piece of it. Yeah, yeah, she could carry a new movie franchise. Those characters could carry it forward. I really wish she would have said, "I'm Ray." Ray who? I'm Ray. Just and then Ray. left it just left it at yeah. Ray. Yeah. Or if or if she just said, I'm Ray Palpatine. I'm hell no. That's that's who I <laughs> did am. You, I'm Ray did Palpatine. You, did who you cares? hear me, D Doc? She wanted to get rid of her past because she doesn't want to be connected to him. She doesn't like the fact that she's connected to him. She, she likes the fact that she wants to be a Skywalker, but she also like this thing would be like I'm carving my own path. This would be that strong, independent, powerful woman that's carving her own path if she would have just said Ray. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, but she did I I I feel mm. like I saw her talking in an interview saying like no you know no matter who your parents are whatever it's like you're your own person. So it's like to me it's like you could have said, "Yeah, I'm Ray Palpatine, but I'm a good person." Like, you know, I it think, has nothing to do with my family uh, whatever. I, I'm I'm Ray Palpatine, whatever. I can, it I doesn't can, bother me that she calls herself Ray Skywalker as much as it does as other people online. That causes a lot of controversy. It does. It does, but it also goes to what Steve says. If you pick up on this, you said the Skywalker saga is over. If you pick up with Ray as your main character, you're picking it's up with still, the Skywalker. It's still the Skywalker saga. I, I it's think true. I, it's a mess. I, I love the idea of her standing there talking to that old woman, the woman, and she says, Who are you? And she says, Ray. And the woman says, Ray, who? And she looks and sees Luke and Leia there. Yep. Yeah. You both, can still have and, all and, of that. And they both smiling, and she looks back and says, Just Ray. You know, and and then look back to Luke and Leia, and they're happy with that. Mm -hmm. They're they're yes. so you know, they're they're overjoyed with the fact that she's her own person, that she's herself, and now she can carry on their legacy without the burden of that name. And and, and I do, I, I Brent, you're absolutely right. As those characters were presented, the concept of a a stormtrooper who turned away from the basically the Empire. A, a, a girl who came out of nowhere to be a great hero in the galaxy, a rebel pilot who has to learn that it's not all about him, you know, and all under the umbrella of these, um, these, these people who've come before 
becoming the archetypes of the new story. Even Kylo Ren, the, the, the concept of Kylo mm -hmm. of, of, I want to be Darth Vader, but I can't, be, but I'm not, you know, and, 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 and his anger building and all, and all of that building to where he becomes scarred. He becomes all this stuff. I really think Kylo Ren should not have been redeemed. That's neither here nor there, but the way that as those characters were presented, they, they were set up to be interesting and in, in depth and deep and have some great motivation moving forward. And it did, and it got ruined. I'm sorry. It did. It got messed up. And and so would I like to spend some time with Ray in the right hands, in the right, in the right writer of that character? I think, I think spending time, more time with Ray could be a blast for sure. Well, there we go. We went, we went 20 minutes on your question there, D-Doc. And you know what? <laughs> it was well worth it because we got some great opinions on that. And you, d different things you guys have said have sold me on different things. I mean, I, I was like, ah, can she, but you know what? If done the right way. The, the stories that you guys are giving and the, the feedback, I could see that. And like you guys said, I liked Ray. I liked the character and I liked Daisy Ridley. I've watched other movies with her in it just because she played Ray in Star Wars. So, I mean, I would, I would, yeah, I would go watch it if done the right way. So um, we've been going for two hours, which is not usual for us, but we do it <laughs> because we have, the the geek out loud king who who because Steve doesn't know how to shut his mouth. No, he Steve says, goes for you like do an hour show. That's that's right. Nothing. He goes you like gotta... I, like I go for four. <laughs> that's true. Oh gosh, um, Brent, you came in last. Any any thoughts to close up the show before we uh, break away here on Rule the Galaxy? Um, Bad Batch was fun to watch. It was uh, entertaining. It brought in the Kashyyyk and the Wookies, and I am. A large hairy man so i love me the wookies um and from from that i i enjoyed it uh i wasn't sure if that was the same individual from the clone wars i'm glad to see that he does uh did survive order 66 even though he probably shouldn't have as we've <laughs> as we've talked about but he was a youngling at the time he doesn't he wasn't necessarily embedded with a clone unit to be able to kill him so that could have been a reason why he survived um yeah, I, I kind of want to see where the Bad Batch goes. Like, uh, it is definitely a uh, adventure of the week show. It is not necessarily a connected storyline type plot driven storyline show that you were hoping it would be this season. Um, it seems to be wizard after G Wiz and let's have some fun type stuff. But they were bad. They did show some bad battery. Um, I enjoy. Anytime that Mr. Glosson is on, and I, I like the fact that I, I had made him take his sunglasses off, so we actually got to see <laughs> the real Steve Glosson at this moment. Um, his future is bright, so he has to wear shades. That's but no, right. thank you, sir, for, for coming on to Rule the Galaxy. It's always a pleasure when, the, when you're around. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, D-Doc, how about you? Yeah, uh, Kind of the same as Brent said. I mean, I'm enjoying Bad Batch. It, it's it's really the first Star Wars show where premiere night comes and I get my little guy and I'm like, all right, new new episode of Bad Batch is on. And it's like we're riding in this one together. And it's like that that's why it's kind of special to me is to be watching it with him. It's it's fun. So uh some of the episodes that I might not enjoy as much, where there might not be as much going on, I enjoy that he's enjoying it. So mm -hmm. he's building his uh this this kid already he he retains things like crazy 
Like he does not have my brain. I'll say that he has his mother's <laughs> brain. He has my nerdism with his mom's memory. So it's like, I'm just like, how do you know all of this? You know, whatever. But um, yeah, also, Steve, it's always great to have you on. I mean, you make me love Luke Skywalker like 10 times more every time I hear you talk about him. <laughs> He's you like you 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 find different layers of Star Wars and 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 meaning to the storytelling and it's just it's fun to hear you talk about it so it's always great to have you on. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate that. Hey, I Hey, I wouldn't have him on if he wasn't great. And and you know, <laughs> he is. And uh so Steve, thanks to you. Thanks for being on again. Any any closing thoughts any thoughts that you have on things we didn't touch on or anything like that before well, we break I away? I'll just say it again. I like, I like the way you guys do things. I like the the differing viewpoints and I like the fact that even when we're arguing, no one's really mad. And, and I, I think that's a great staple of a great show with, with, with friends working together to do something. And I hope rule the galaxy is around for a long time, but I also would hope people would check out geek out loud. And if for chance, <laughs> if, you should say that. if for chance, anyone's out there that, um, knows uh, of a good custom um uh way to do uh, marvel legends doc ock arms that that does not involve a usb uh reading lamp uh <laughs> cutting the ends off and using the bendy stuff to to drill in and put it. like i don't know if you if you know someone that's got a good 3d printed bendy arm doc ock ox uh, doc ock arms let me know reach out to me geek out online at gmail.com hit me up because i'm looking for some good bendy doc ock arms well we will we will put the word out you guys listen it was steve right the so, doc uh, the, the doc ox signal has been lifted that's Look, right it's a great figure man it's but these things just they're all static and they don't bend hey, right and, uh, and you just i'm gonna go sidetrack i'm gonna go sidetrack real quick steve do you know that the game that i talked about the legend or the legions game yes they they have a marvel crisis protocol game and doc ock is one of the figures you get in the base set Sweet. you get you get Red Skull, Doc Ock, Bone Crusher, um, and Ultron. Do you, you have to paint those figures? Yep, they're painted. Uh, you have to. You got to glue them and paint them. Yeah. See, I, how big are they? Uh, they're about double the size of the Legion, so about two and a half inches. Is okay. like Captain America is about two and a half inches. So they're a little bit easier to paint because they're bigger. Okay. Um, See, I've but, got yeah. these guys that are Hero Clicks from the old Hero Clicks hmm. game. They're probably double the size of that. Okay, and I because I I wanted some of these to like pose with my Galactus, so he looks really big. You know, <laughs> wow, so that's, that's a good call on that. Yeah. Not that he's not huge already. Um, Brent, thank you for showing up, and and I know you had a uh, hectic couple of days, and again, prayers to your family, and yes, I'm so yeah. glad your, your son's yes, yes. able yeah, to he, get back home. So we broke out of the hospital, and like I say always, it's great to escape. Part of it is the escape and escape the regular normal stress of the life and talk about something that's a galaxy far, far away. Well, good. I'm glad you could do that. We appreciate it. D Doc, you know your mission. Get us prepared for episode 200. Go find uh, us everything we can do we'll to do a ready. live show for for 200. Steve, oh, wow. I'll probably call you for hopping on for 15 or 20 minutes on show 200. So be prepared. 15 or 20 minutes, my butt. I'll be here the whole time, you know. <laughs> but, but look, I mean, again, I said at the beginning of the show, I'll say it now. Steve is one of those guys that I found it so entertaining and, and just so mesmerizing to listen to his show years ago that I told Joey when he was ready to do this, I was like, well, you know, these guys are the kind of guys that I want our show to be like. And for you to take the time for not knowing me from Adam, just like Scott has done, like Adam Bray has done, 
uh, Mark Newbold has done to take the time to come and be a part of our show means a ton. And we really appreciate you. And I just hope our paths cross. Like we actually get to hang out somewhere, meet, you know, relax, just have some fun. Maybe it's in the hot tub. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But uh, I can't wait. If you want, the, the doors open for me. I'll hop in the hot tub whenever you want. But uh, nice. thanks again. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. No problem. Guys, hey, there's a long show. Thanks, everybody, for hopping on. I know we had a long toy talk early. So if you didn't like that, fast forward till right now when we're talking about the end of the show. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but until next week, you know where to track us down. Rule the galaxy all over the place. May the force be with you. 